Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 20 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. Why inventory management is so important. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So my intention for this episode is to educate shopkeepers on the value of inventory data in their business. Pretty simple. And if you pronounce data differently than I do, it's no surprise. Before recording this episode, I actually went into Google and did some research to try to figure out, is it data or data? So I will be saying data. If you prefer data, you know what I mean. Tomato, tomato, right? Okay, so let's start off with a shopkeeper shout out. I love the title of this podcast review. It was titled, All the Content, None of the Fluff. Laura of Brush Design Co., she went on to write this five-star review. She said, I cannot recommend the Savvy Shopkeeper podcast enough. Kathy fills each episode with a ton of content, but keeps it precise and to the point. I feel like I could listen to her for hours, but so appreciate the length of these podcasts in that they get directly to the message and give us tangible knowledge to implement into our businesses. Congrats, Kathy. This podcast is a winner. So I'll be sure to link Laura's website in the show notes. It's brushed with a D at the end, designco.com. And I didn't realize this until I went to Laura's website, but she's also a Wise Out Paint distributor. And my sister and I have been distributors for Wise Out Paint for, I think, four years now. So a special shout out to all our Outlet sisters. We call them Outlets Uh, because I'm pretty sure there are a few of them listening. So shout out to all of them. And Laura, thank you. Uh, I love your review because the last thing I want is to waste any shopkeeper's time with fluff. We just don't have time for that, right? Let's get started on episode 20. You can't improve what you don't measure. Many independent retailers will look at their monthly sales. They watch the numbers go up, go down, try to figure out what's working well and what isn't. We spend a ton of time on administrative work and social media and watching the number of our followers, but when are we looking at our inventory data? So inventory is your most important asset. The best marketing is having the right merchandise, and this is why doing the math on inventory is so important. So some independent retailers don't spend enough time running reports or numbers on inventory, but inventory really is the greatest opportunity for the most cash flow in your business. So let's talk inventory basics. And for some of you, this will seem like a very, you know, basic elementary 101 type class, but we'll get to some good stuff in a few minutes. I just want to cover some of the... I guess what you would say, like for anyone who's just starting and doesn't have an inventory system, some of the things that they might be wondering about or some of the things that I feel are important to cover. And I wish someone would have taught me when I first started. So if you're like I was as an early shopkeeper, you might have jumped right into selling. So you used your point of sale system simply as a cash register to total up transactions and collect payment. It's exactly what we did. So I am not judging you (laughs) at all. It's exactly what we did. We didn't have any inventory in our system for years. But today I want to tell you that there are reasons why you should be entering information about your inventory into a system. 
and here are a few things you need to know to get started. In order to easily analyze your inventory data, you should have two things. You should have an inventory tracking tool or system, and this could be your point of sale system. So for instance, Square for Retail, there's Square point of sale, but there's also Square for Retail, and Square for Retail offers a little more robust information on inventory tracking. So Square for Retail could be one. If you have Shopify, there are apps for managing inventory, or you could be using a completely separate system that syncs with your point of sale, like Shopventory, and Shopventory is what we use, or maybe even a spreadsheet. And depending on your volume, a spreadsheet could be a ton of work, but let's say you have a smaller booth in a vendor mall or a much smaller location with a manageable amount of inventory, then it might be easier for you to track it in a spreadsheet. And I guess what I'm saying is I'm not judging. Just start somewhere. And if a spreadsheet makes sense or that's where you're comfortable, go ahead and do that. Because in the end, you could always upload that spreadsheet. Normally as a CSV file, you can upload it into your system. So just choose a system and get started. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) All right, and the second thing that you need is that once you have a tool, you will be filling in fields of information. And the four fields that I think are important to talk about today for this episode are the following. The first one is category, also known as classification. And this is a broad classification. So for instance, if you have a fashion or clothing boutique, Within that boutique, you probably have categories like tops, bottoms, shoes, dresses, jewelry. Another example is our home decor store. Some of the categories for us are furniture, home decor, gifts, creative workshops, baby boutique because we carry baby items, holiday markets, custom services. And I'm just mentioning these to give you an idea of how to categorize your inventory. Now, the industry recommendation for the number of categories you should be working with is 10. That's what I've found in my research. But if that seems hard to do, because I've talked to some shopkeepers who look at me like I'm crazy, because then they, they tell me that they have 40 plus categories, at least try to get it down to under 20. And you can have subcategories. Some systems allow you to do this. I know Shopventory allows us to do this now. But try to keep those main categories at around the 10 to 20 mark. This might not make sense to you now, but just know that analyzing inventory data can get complex, so we want to keep it as simple as possible, and a manageable number of categories will help you with this in the future. Baby steps, right? So let's talk about some of those fields. The first one is COGS, and that's C-O-G-S. And if you're new to shopkeeping and you're wondering what is everyone talking about when they say COGS, it stands for cost of goods sold. So that is the actual cost of the item that you're going to sell, what you actually pay for it. The next field is retail price, and this is the price that you sell the item at. And then the next field that I want to mention is date. And the date is important, and I'll explain why in a minute. You might not actually have a field in your system to document an actual date, but I know some systems recognize the date when you actually enter it into the system. So, of course, there are other fields like quantity, SKUs, variations, barcodes, and other information like a description field, but the four fields I mentioned above are the most relevant to what I'll be covering next. So just to summarize the four fields I mentioned a few minutes ago or up until now, it was category, also known as classification, COGS, also known as cost of goods sold, retail price, and date. 
All right, so let's move on. Once you enter those pieces of information, here are some important things that your inventory data can then tell you, but you have to have this information somewhere, right? And these are also known as metrics. So the first one is profit margins. It's how profitably you sold your merchandise for, and it's calculated in percentages. This is the difference between your retail price and the cost of the goods sold. So in retail, 50% gross margin is what probably most of you hear that you should be striving for, but really the best case scenario is up closer to 60%. And if you have higher profit margins than that, then kudos to you. But it's really nice in a system, I can say for sure with Shopinatory, that it automatically calculates the profit margin on each product on an entire category so I can see how well that category or that product is doing. And if you have a brick and mortar store, I highly recommend keeping your profit margins at at least 50% because as brick and mortar store owners, we have so much overhead and so many expenses that it's really important to get the most profit margin Um, I recently had someone reach out to me and ask me if a 33% profit margin was good, and I quickly recommended that they get that up to at least 50%. I'm proud to say Doris is the sponsor of this season of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. If you aren't familiar with Doris, they are a premier distributor in the arts and crafts industry, but they are so much more than arts and crafts. They have on-trend home decor items, bridal, garden, gifts and some great items for creating beautiful store and booth displays. Not only that, Doris has a fantastic blog that includes categories for both makers and brick and mortar businesses. As an independent retail store owner myself, it's really nice to know that we can place a minimum order for only $75. You don't hear that very often. Doris has an exclusive offer for Savvy Shopkeeper listeners. Use promo code SHOP20, that's S-H-O-P-20, at checkout for 20% off your order. Offer valid through December 31st, 2020. Visit Doris.com, that's D as in David, A-R-I-C-E.com, Doris.com, to check out everything they have to offer. So this usually leads to pricing questions, but we'll have to save that for another episode. I just thought I'd mention that because I know that's the next question I'll get is, well, how do I price? How do I know what to price things at? The one thing that I'll quickly say about pricing, not everything, not every single product or category in your store will be priced the same exact way. Again, um, we'll talk about that in a future episode. So the next metric that I could talk about is inventory turn. And turnover is a calculation that measures how fast you sell through inventory and need to replace it. So the quicker a retailer turns its inventory, the more they'll need to buy or make in a year. And just so you know, you might also see on occasions inventory turnover. It's the same thing as inventory turn. Your inventory plan is grounded in turnover. So the faster your turnover, the better your cash flow. I just want to say that again. Your inventory plan is grounded in turnover. The faster your turnover, the better your cash flow. And I'm sure that probably piqued all of our interest. You make money by selling more with faster turns. So the calculation for this, and not that I want to turn this into a math episode, but it's sales divided by average stock. And that gives you your turnover rate. So, you know, I always like to give examples. For example, if you sold, let's say in one category, In a one-year time period, you sold $50,000 worth of product, 
And over that entire year, you had $25,000 of that product or that category in stock. You're going to divide the 50,000 divided by the 25,000. And that gives you an inventory turn of two, meaning you turned over your inventory two times during the given time period. Most retailers don't set turns at the same level for every product or category. It's the same as pricing. You're not going to price every single category or product the same, since it's common for most products and categories to sell at different speeds. And this is why categories are so important. A higher turnover is better, as it means that you're selling a greater amount of merchandise relative to your inventory, which leads to lower storage costs. So just to give you an example, because then the next question I get is, what is a good turn? And from the research I've done, it seems like two to four is good or maybe average. Five to seven is really good. But research shows that inventory that's turning too quickly, like nine times, means that a retailer isn't buying enough or quickly enough or at the right times. Okay, so the next metric is age of inventory. I want you to look at old inventory as an expense. And if you don't know the age of your inventory, you may not make the effort needed to get the old inventory out the door. Old inventory is costing you. Whether you want to deal with that or face it or you want to avoid marking things down, I just want you to know that old inventory is hurting you. So I wrote an article for Doris that I'll link up in the show notes. It's on ways to get rid of that old inventory. But that's why the date field is so important. Because once you put the date or there's a date attached to that product that you're entering into the inventory system, you should be able to generate reports that give you the age of the inventory. And that way you know when it's time to start marking down or do something else with that inventory. So the next reason an inventory system is important is if you want to implement open to buy. If you keep hearing about this system for buying, but you're not sure how to implement it, just know that you can't use open to buy if you don't have a complete inventory system. So you know the expression, don't put the cart before the horse. So get started on your inventory first and... I don't know when open to buy is coming in in an episode, but maybe I'll briefly talk about that in the future. It's it's just not as easy to cover in a 20-minute episode. But I just want to mention to retailers, because that's the one thing I hear a lot of brick-and-mortar store owners ask about is, how do I use it? How do I implement it? But yet many retailers, um, the independent retailers, don't have an inventory system in place. So do that first and then you can move forward. To recap, the four metrics I just mentioned are profit margins, inventory turn or turnover, age of inventory, and open to buy. So to summarize, inventory is your most important asset. Do not neglect it and do not avoid setting up a system for it. I will say that after years of being open, my sister and I tackled this project, and it took quite a bit of time. If you have a reasonable amount of inventory in your store or you're a thousand, two thousand square feet and you never started logging or tracking inventory information, just know that it will take time. Don't be impatient with it. It isn't anything that you can conquer in a weekend, I don't think, unless you have an amazing team. Just know that it'll take time. I think we spread it out across an entire year and just tackled sections or categories, areas of the store, and then we finally got it all done. 
Often I hear independent retailers say they know their inventory. But once you do this and then you run some of the reports through your inventory system or use the data for calculations I mentioned earlier, the data might actually surprise you. So before I wrap up, I wanna mention an online learning opportunity that I just posted about. So I'll be teaching a live two-hour workshop and the title of the class is Plan and Track Like a Retail Boss. And it's for shopkeepers. It could be brick and mortar store owners, online shop owners, e-commerce business owners. But it's for those of us who know that we're spending too much time in our business, we're handling customers, we're you know handling the inventory, buying, all of that stuff, but we're not spending any time on our businesses. And what do I mean by that? It means you aren't doing the work of a CEO. You aren't checking on the health of your business. You're not tracking information to help you grow. You aren't setting up systems to make everything easier in your business. And you're definitely not planning or applying your vision to the business. So on top of the two-hour workshop that I'm offering, and it will be live, you get access to 11 worksheets. And one of them is, is for inventory turn tracking. So you can plan and track like a retail boss. I'll have it linked in the show notes. But if you visit shopkeepersacademy.com products, you'll find information on this workshop there and you can register. So this episode will publish on March 5th, 2020. And so you know, registration for the workshop closes on March 9th, 2020. And I've taught this workshop now twice in both Blooming Shopkeepers and Master Shopkeepers. And I was pleasantly surprised at how much the group members appreciated everything that I covered in this workshop. And I'm actually going to cover a bit more. So if you're interested, again, it's shopkeepersacademy.com slash products, and you'll find this workshop listed there and you can register. Oh, the other thing too is this workshop will be on March 12th in the evening, March 12th, 2020. And if you can't attend the live workshop, all registrants will get a link to the replay. And no matter what, you get access to the worksheets and there are already a couple of videos in that module and you get lifetime access to the worksheets. So what happens is I get a lot of feedback on these worksheets and it's really nice because I can add more worksheets in the future and that's my plan. My goal is to make these worksheets as valuable as I possibly can to make everyone's business easier so that we can all focus on some of the things that are important that we usually don't take the time to do. So thanks for listening. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 20. If you're finding these episodes helpful, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You'll find a link in the show notes for that too. I always, always appreciate them. So until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.